10 years ago, there was a song that hit the airwaves that kids went crazy for in schools. You could play this at a basketball game. You could play this at a school dance. You could play this at a school assembly. And the kids would go crazy of all ages. That song was called, What Does the Fox Say? Do you remember that song? Hard to believe that that bop was around 10 years ago. Now, what does the song, What Does the Fox Say, have to do with this episode? Well, I took that song and I remixed it. And I used some awesome classroom strategies to create an idea that caused my students to become more engaged, more motivated, have better behaviors, and it decreased the stress in my teacher life. If you hated that song, don't worry. You don't have to play that song to do this strategy with your students. Now, if you loved the song, feel free to implement that song while doing this strategy. But I'm telling you, we are going to be diving into a class competition in this episode. These episodes get so many listens and teachers love them because we understand that when we host a class competition in our classrooms, it's a game changer. The past two weeks, we've been talking about game-changing ideas, simple but significant things that are innovative and effective strategies that change the way the game is played in our classroom. If you find yourself teacher-tired already in 2023, if you find yourself being like, man, I don't know if I have the momentum to get to the end of this school year, guess what? You do. And this strategy is going to help get you there. Let's get into it. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education Celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast this teacher life. So not only do I love incorporating music into my classroom, but I love also incorporating games. And one of my favorite games as a kid, and to this day I love it, I have a travel version that I always have in my suitcase. Because you just never do know when you're going to be in an airport stranded and want to play five games of Yahtzee. I love Yahtzee so much. I love dice games so much. In fact, you guys heard not too long ago about one of my strategies where I used foam dice. And these foam dice were the dry erase dice. It was a great classroom competition to decrease problematic behaviors. 
Well, in my book, Game Changers, I have an entire chapter called Class Competitions. I've got one about the new school stoplight strategy. I've got one that is called Mr. Trophy. I've got one that you just put a hashtag in front of pretty much any word you want, like hashtag awesome behavior, hashtag turn in your homework, hashtag it's, it's a long story. But the one that I want to talk about in this episode is called what does the dice say? And now you know why I referenced what does the fox say? Because what does the dice say is like think Yahtzee and think that song and let's combine those and let's create a freaking great competition. Okay. So the way that I've done this in the past is the rule is really, really simple. The rule pretty much was for the entire class period or for the entire day or for the entire morning block, however it's structured for you and your students, it's to be level 10 awesome. That's all. That's all the class has to do. Like if kids would say like, hey, what does that mean? It's be awesome. Like be awesome when you are talking to others. Be awesome by keeping your hands to yourself. Be level 10 awesome by participating. Be level 10 awesome to make sure that you are taking notes. The goal is that we are having students listening, engaged, being respectful, not having problematic behaviors because we want a level 10 class period. And so... I like a little bit of ambiguity in this because guess who is voting on whether the class was level 10 awesome or not? The students. I'm not gauging that. They are. Because one of the biggest game-changing things that we can do is take some of the responsibility and the pressure off of us to be grading, quote, everything, to be monitoring everything, to be assessing everything. I think whether your kids are 6 or 16, some self-reflection, some self-assessment is really important. So I tell students at the beginning of the month, so let's say you are going to start this for February. Let's say you're going to do this in April. At the beginning of the month, I tell them that every single day at the end of the class period or at the end of the, the morning block or whatever, that we are going to ask ourselves, were we as a second period family awesome? Were we as a fourth grade family awesome? And then I do a super secret vote. And the way that I do this is every single kid for a super secret vote puts their head down. They close their eyes. They put their head down. No sneaky peekers. No cheater pants. All right? Don't be a cheater pants and be looking around the room. This is a self-reflection that I ask my students. Do you think that we were level 10 awesome during this class period? And then they super secret vote. And what I'm looking for is honesty. What I'm looking for is the kid who was maybe out of control or off the wall. Are they raising their hand during that super secret vote? Because as a teacher, I always can be like, I think they were like level 9.5. I have that number in my head or I think they were level three today. And what I'm looking for is are the kids being self-reflective enough to be honest about being level 10 awesome? So let me kind of put this into perspective for you. 
Okay, I want to use like my actual classroom examples with this. So I'm going to use my, let's say, second hour class. I teach um, seventh graders math during second hour. So let's say that during math class, not very many kids were actually taking the notes. But I noticed that everyone had a pencil. And I noticed that for the most part, they kept them ha their hands to themselves and Everyone put their cell phones in the cell phone subdivision. And we had kids participating when I pulled on their popsicle stick and asked them math-related questions. But there was some side talk. There was a little bit of chit-chat. We had a hard time doing the bell ringer quack question. It's not a Wednesday, so I wasn't sprinting around the room to collect the papers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to last week's episode about sprinting around the room to collect papers. But at the end of the class period, I can kind of gauge where we were. And based off of all of that, there weren't any big problems. But there were some like little nitpicky stuff. I would have probably rated that class period an 8.5. But at the end of the class period, I say, all right, it's time to super secret vote. Were we level 10 awesome? I want you to self-reflect. As a whole second hour family, were we level 10 awesome? Did we just knock it out the park? And if students believe that they were level 10 awesome, they raise their hands. And what's so fascinating about this, especially when we bust this out later on in the school year, the kids know our personal expectations. The kids know where our line is. The kids know what we expect and how we kind of exercise flexibility. And so what's really cool is that the hands that go up in the air are honest. On that same day, there might only be like two or three hands up in the air. So then I start to ask questions like, okay, raise your hand if you think we were level nine. Raise your hand if you think we were level eight. Raise your hand if you think we were level five. And in that same situation that I just described, I would have a whole bunch of hands go up for nine and I'd have a whole bunch of hands go up for eight. Why? Because they understand our levels. Kids understand our expectations and one of the greatest ways for them to comply, one of the greatest ways for them to show like, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can rise to the occasion is to give them the chance to self-reflect. Now, what happens when the kids raise their hand and are like, yep, we were level eight. I'll be like, you know what? That's what I thought we were too. So we are not going to roll the dice today. But I will say thank you so much for your honesty. I noticed a lot of kids kind of also agreed that we were level eight. Let's talk about some of the things that popped up so we can be level 10 tomorrow. But let's say tomorrow comes and everyone has their math folder with them and kids are taking great notes and kids are asking great questions and kids are keeping their hands to themselves and kids are maybe struggling through something and they're being like this is so hard but they're also saying can we do another one wait that doesn't make sense can you explain that I'm not looking for perfection but I am looking for flexibility and I'm looking for kids to like be on board you know what I mean and so then at the end of that class period if I say raise your hand if you think we were level 10 
if I also thought they were level 10, I don't tell them the numbers in advance, but if I thought they were level 10, they're usually on the same page and they raise their hand. They're like, I think we were so good. Super secret vote. Well, guess what? We are going to roll a dice. And then I'm going to be like, "Woo! let's roll the dice. I'm be like, what does the dice say? <laughs> Do you remember that song where it's like ring, ding, 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 absolutely annoying song. Straight, straight up. That song was so annoying. But I just can't resist if we get to roll the dice because we were level 10 awesome. And the kids even voted and reflected that we were level 10 awesome. We're rolling a dice. And I got like yard Yahtzee size dice. Yard Yahtzee, friends. Not your average Yahtzee in the red can that you would shake. And God, it's so annoying. I'm talking about yard Yahtzee size dice. And we are going to roll those dice. And then we are going to count up those dice. And we're going to put that number on the board. And what do those numbers actually mean? We're going to dive into what those numbers mean, how this turns into a competition, and what the winners get in the second part of this episode. Sometimes as I'm recording the audio versions of these, I'm like, man, if only this was on video, I could show them. Man, if only there was a video or live component to this where people could ask questions on the spot. They could get direct answers in the moment. Wouldn't that be awesome? And the answer is, yes, it would be. And that's exactly why I not just release this podcast every single week called This Teacher Life, but it's also why I have four teacher courses that I lead over the course of the entire school year. And one of my favorites is coming up in just a short time. It begins February 1st and it's called Game Changers. It is a fun, flexible, affordable virtual PD where you can earn up to 15 hours worth of PD credits. And it is about student motivation, student engagement, and awesome strategic ideas that are going to help you be a game changer for kids this quarter, the rest of this school year. There are videos, there are live events where you can do Q&A with me live on the spot. There are awesome discussion questions and it is so super engaging. If you love the audio of this each week and you haven't taken my Game Changers course, this is a chance for you to not only get PD credit, but also engage in a fun, flexible environment with other game-changing teachers who are just like you across the United States. This is going to begin on February 1st and registration is open now, but only for a short period of time more. You can go to monicagenta.com courses, or you can check out the show notes for a direct link. That's monicagenta.com courses to learn more and get signed up for the Game Changers course. I promise it is going to be exactly what you want and need to end this school year on a good note. Check out the Game Changers course at monicagenta.com slash courses. Now, I'm super excited to tell you about the points on this, but if you're concerned that you don't have yard Yahtzee, like you don't have big Yahtzee, it's no big deal, okay? <laughs> don't have big Yahtzee, no big deal, because really all you need for this are just normal dice. So in an actual game of Yahtzee, there are five dice. You can buy five dice at the Dollar Tree, also known as the Dollar Twenty Five Tree, 
for $1.25. So any five dice will completely work. You could even use digital dice for this. I do use my Yard Yahtzee. I literally got Yard Yahtzee at the Kohl's. I had Kohl's cash, okay? And it was going to expire. So I didn't want it to expire. So I bought the Yard Yahtzee. And there are these big wooden dice. So if students agree with me that they are level 10 awesome, then we're rolling the dice. Now, I actually just told a bit of a fib because that's one thing that I want to dive into before I talk about the numbers. There are times when I think the class has been level 10 out of 10. I think that we've had a great class period, that they've been super engaged, that they have been super respectful, and I give them a 10 out of 10. And then we do the super secret vote where their heads are down and they're raising their hand. If I say, hey, raise your hand if you think we're level 10. And not many kids raise their hand. And then I say, okay, raise your hand if you think we're level 9. And then more hands go up in level 8. Sometimes the kids, like our students are harder on themselves than we are on them. And in the event that they don't think that they were level 10, and I think they were, we're totally rolling the dice. Now, the flip side of that can be true as well. I can think, we were level 7. And some days, when I say, hey, raise your hand if they're level 10, a majority of kids raise their hands, and I'm like, what are they thinking? There's no way. We're not rolling the dice today. So, of course, you're going to have moments like that. But You got to use your teacher judgment. You got to use your teacher heart and head to determine if you're rolling the dice or not. And if so, you are getting out all five of those dice, whether they're large dice or small dice, real dice or virtual dice, and you're rolling them. What I love about this is there is randomness to this. If you have multiple class periods, well, one day can change everything. Because your first period class can be 10 out of 10. And you roll the dice, and one of the dice is a one, one's a two, there's another one that's a one, there's one that's a three, and then there's one that's a four. So if you add that up, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, that's eleven points for your first period class. They were ten out of ten, and they got eleven points. That's amazing. And then your fourth period class, let's say, is level ten out of ten, and you roll the dice. And you get a five, and another five, and another five. And another five and a six. Woo! They just scored 26 points for that same level 10 behavior. The reason why I love that is because that randomness actually continues to cause kids to have momentum in a month-long competition. Because they know that if they get level 10 tomorrow and they have a really strong role, they could be back in the competition. It's literally literally anybody's game for nearly the entire competition. This also motivates kids to hit that level 10 awesome level, those behaviors, every single day. When I am hosting competitions in my classroom versus when I'm not hosting competitions in my classroom, there's a major discipline difference. Major discipline difference. And sometimes the reason why I'm not hosting a competition is because, you know, it falls on a weird day or it's a short week and so we're waiting for a next full week to begin one. And I actually use those as teachable moments. I use those days in between competitions to remind kids that, listen, a competition shouldn't be the thing that keeps you motivated. A competition shouldn't be the thing that causes you to be respectful and compliant. 
but sometimes it is. And you know, sometimes you're like, kids just need to learn. Kids just need to learn. Well, well, here's the thing. Does a paycheck motivate you to walk into your classroom every single day? Like, we as teachers have things that motivates us to walk into our classrooms. And for some kids, it's sports. Like, being on the basketball team motivates the wa- them to walk in. Sometimes it's because I'm in band or course that motivates them to walk in. Different things motivate different kids. And if we can provide a classroom competition to help motivate students and get them to listen and get them to learn, if kids are listening, laughing, and learning, a little bit more just because we're rolling some yard dice and singing what does the dice say do 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 sometimes i'm like two 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 they're like god mishanta stop singing and i'm like okay okay i'll stop i guess the whole thing about this game changing moment is these class competitions are variable they're easy to adapt they can be really flexible they can target whatever behaviors that you want. And maybe for you, it's like, Monica, my kids are so far away from level 10 every single day. Maybe you've got a, a group this year, you're like, we'd be winning if we were level 7 every single day. So then the question is, are you going to adjust what level 10 is for you this year? Or are you going to adjust the expectation? Another way to say that is, are you going to reframe what level 10 looks like, sounds like, and feels like? Or are you going to say, if we are at least a level 7 today, we'll roll the dice. You get to decide what's going to be better for your students. That is one of my most favorite things about consulting in schools and working with schools on student motivation and student engagement is like actually coming in and, and like watching students and Watching how things go and listening and getting the vibe and then, you know, kind of co-teaching with teachers. God, that's one of my favorite things to do. Well, I absolutely love that. If, if that is something that your school needs help with, we're doing a little side trail right here. But if that's something where you're like, man, we just need to see some of these strategies. We need to hear some of these strategies. We need some of these things modeled. Uh, let's make that happen. There's a, there's a teacher. Her name's Jen Jones. She does that for like reading strategies and reading comprehension and, and literacy she's absolutely amazing at it I I, I don't I don't want to compare myself to Jen Jones because she's just epic but but maybe you need a little version of Monica Genta of that in your school I would love to help out I'm serious like let's connect let's do some school consulting together now nonetheless if you're like girl my school is not gonna have any consulting in it we, we don't do stuff like that. We never bring in speakers. We never bring in great PD. Don't, don't worry, okay? That's another reason why I've created these really, really fun and flexible engaging courses. I would love to tell you about more competitions. I'd love to tell you more strategies like sprinting around the room to collect the papers. I'd love to dive into things like quack attacks and the $5 bet and how the signage in your classroom can make a huge impact. I would love to tell you about the family feud philosophy and how I became Harry Potter in my classroom. I want to talk more about the the hamburger phone and the banana phone and special voice day. All of those are topics that we are going to dive into in the game changer course that starts February 1st. If you haven't checked it out, check it out at monicagenta.com slash courses. It begins February 1st and registration is only open for a short period of time more. 
I want to remind you that you are a game changer for kids. And the things that you do, whether it's with dice or discipline or just the things that you dish out because you love children and you love education, you are making a dynamic difference in the lives of kids. So thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to click subscribe. And thank you so much for living this teacher life. 